We all know those famous bad luck superstitions. Opening an umbrella inside, walking under a ladder, seeing the number 13, but what about the lesser known and sometimes downright outrageous ones? Hello and welcome to the Hoke Poke Pod, the show where we explore these strange and unusual. Really? We're just two idiots poking stuff we don't understand. So join us as we dare to ask the questions that nobody wants answered, such as, can green paint kill you? Is there a right and wrong way to store a broom? And can you weaponize bad luck against your mortal enemies? I'm Erica. And I'm Emily. Ah, uh, let's get superstitious. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to do a bun for this. Fuck. <laughs> Honestly. Okay. This episode, we're talking about how to make a house that's fit for your enemies. Yes, we could talk about how to make a house that will bring you positivity and good luck and good vibes, but that's just not what this podcast is about. Like, we want to know about the outrageous, the very strange ideas that some people have about what you shouldn't have in your house, what will bring bad luck you know, but also the people that are in the household, if you have friends over, what's going to happen to them? <laughs> friends you don't like. Friends, we're yeah. We're talking about weaponized yes. luck here. Weaponized luck. And we're also talking about, let's say you don't want your house to get sold or you don't want it to get rented to anyone. This will also help prospective yeah, it's renters. Like if you're, if it's like a ghost doesn't want people to move into their house, yeah. so they haunt them. Yeah. But how, well, how do you haunt someone yeah. if you're still alive? Yeah. And this is, we're kind of like home aloneing. But like cosmically, home yeah. learning a house exactly against intruders, and you're gonna guide, guide, guide us through that process. Why wait until you're dead when you could do it now? Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's get stuck into it. So yeah. I have a ten-step how-to kind of make your house the worst possible house it okay. could be. Should we set the scene? Yes. I have a house, <clears throat> and I have people coming to stay in the house who I hate. Yes. With a passion. And I can't do anything illegal to them because I don't want to go to jail. Yeah. And I also don't want to just, like, tell them to fuck off because I don't want to be rude. So how can I How can I make the vibe so atrocious <laughs> in this house that they leave of their own accord? Okay. So let's get stuck into it. Step one, what you want to do is you want to hoard some dead plants and you want to get some flowers and make them real, like dry them out until they're like all crispy. I am so good at that. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot keep any plants alive. No, just get some plants and do nothing. Wonderful. You also want to get some plastic fake plants in the mix there. So the idea behind this brings, and this is by no reputable sources at all, it's the internet, but that's what we love to do is just... But I mean, also, like, bad luck and good luck are, by definition, like, not reputable. Like, you can't... No, it's not not scientifically provable, but you know what? I've had a lot of fun going down this rabbit hole. So by having dead plants, flowers that have dried, and fake plants, it will bring negativity death and decay into your home perfect lovely things if you hate people who are coming perfect. do you just hate people period yeah yeah, yeah. okay okay so dead this plants, will fake plants yeah and make them like really like weedy and like if you also get like a cactus apparently that brings negativity as well what? so even if it's thriving yeah because it's pointy i don't know oh wow that's it's cool a cactuses. thing i saw this in multiple places all right i mean i don't do have cactus, cactus. 
there you go um, I do have cactuses and I do have dead plants, so I'm already <laughs> partially there. All right, there you go. You've done step one. The other one you can do, this is not step two yet, still step one, mm-hmm. on the, um, I guess, the topic of dead things, get some taxidermy. <gasps> this is just really sounding like my dream house at this point. I, I have so I have looked into taxidermy and unfortunately it's very expensive and you can't import it to Australia, mm-hmm. so you have to buy it locally and it's very difficult and expensive. But my God, I am so on board with getting taxidermy. You are. Yeah. Oh. Well, I guess nothing says destruction and darkness like a dead animal carcass greeting all your guests. That rhymed and was beautiful. I want that on a shirt. <laughs> Thank nothing you. Nothing says dead and darkness <laughs> like an animal carcass. <laughs> <laughs> on to step two. So what you want to do is uh, you want to break all of your clocks so find them. If you don't own any, you're going to want to buy some. I'm not even fucking joking. Our clock is broken. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It has been for a while. There you go. Well, okay, so we're just finding out that your house actually is My house is just really uninhabitable. <laughs> <laughs> so when a clock breaks, it's a symbol of time being stalled and one is unable to move forward in their life. And in this vicinity, you can also pull out all your old calendars and put them to the wrong month and day. Wrong year. This will help bring misfortune. This is freaking me out. I know for a fact my desk calendar is still on June. <laughs> I know for a fact. Well, you're only like I'm only two, weeks, two behind. weeks behind. It's fine. It's, it's fine at this point of the year. Um, but, you know, if you leave it for another two years, that might not be great go. for you. But then again, if you have no, someone coming around yeah, 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 that I you hate. Yeah. Kick out my roommates. <laughs> yeah. You want to kick him out. So on to step three. Let's say when you moved in, you bought a new broom because brooms don't last very long, et cetera, et cetera. What yeah. you want to do, throw that broom out, get rid of it, go steal an old lady's broom. Wait, and, does it um, have to be an old lady's broom? It needs to be an old broom. So I don't know about you, but. If your broom is tied together with rubber bands and clothes pegs, does that count? Was it there when you moved in? Yeah, when I moved in for sure. Okay, well, it's probably tied to the house. You have to go get something that's not connected oh, to the house. Okay, okay. That's like old, and because this is the thing, the superstition is that when you move houses, you're supposed to get a new broom with the house. Didn't know that one. If you bring the one with you from your old place, that's very bad luck. If you bring oh, an old broom with I you, could do that. So you just need to steal someone's, someone's old broom. Old broom. Um, ideally, it'll have dirt and bugs in it and, you know, make it really gross. Um, and then what you want to do uh-huh. is you want to face the bristles upwards, uh-huh. not downwards, and that will call for bad luck. And then don't store it properly. So don't put it in the laundry. Put it on the couch or something. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, I still want to have it in my house. Like, I want these, these guests to fuck off, but I still want to live there and be able to sit on my couch. Well, you have to make sacrifices for bad luck. God damn it. <laughs> Our broom is currently upstairs on the carpet next to the bookshelf. I don't know why it's up there, but it's okay. been there for many weeks. Well, that's probably not stored properly, so no. there you go. and it's broken and shit. And All right, there you yeah. go. Okay, so that you tick. <laughs> um, on to step four, you want to trick some birds into flying into your house. <laughs> what if birds just fly in of their own accord? Like do they have to be tricked? Or- no, 
So, well, I, I'm assuming it's kind of hard to just naturally let no. it happen. So, Al, we have birds in the courtyard yeah. and they love to fly in because there's crumbs in the kitchen. Oh and okay. I'm not even joking. I have not looked at this list beforehand. Okay. This is uncanny. If a, uh, The superstition says yeah. if a bird flies through an open window, it is believed to be bad luck, often signaling a death in the family. Oof. Ah. So, and you can also get some extra statues of birds to be safe. I mean, not to ward yourself off, no, to make it worse. You can statues get statues of birds are bad luck. You can get some ornaments and statues of birds. Oh, I thought I thought that was like a common garden decoration, right? I don't birds are—it's a superstition, apparently. Huh? Statues of birds, maybe because they like they're stuck, they can't fly. Yeah, they can't sort of some kind of omen. I don't know, but I, I mean, if you get a statue of a bird, maybe it will attract some birds to fly into your house if that's what you're wanting. True. So True. I mean, let them go. Don't like. Don't cage him. Yeah. <laughs> We're not evil. No, no, no. So you, you let the bird in, it flies around a few times, you let it back out yeah. again. Okay. Simple. Okay. Simple. All right, on to step five. So what you want to do, you want to go into Facebook Marketplace <laughs> or, wait, um, wait, or wait. eBay. Okay, okay. Is this part of the superstition, Facebook? <laughs> no. All right, all right. No, this is just you want a secondhand Got Very it. specific. I think it's going to be hard to go into an, into an op shop and find a specific thing. That's fair. So probably Marketplace or eBay is going to do you well. You want to buy a giant painting of a shipwreck or a scene of destruction. This is because it's believed displaying a painting or photo of a natural disaster or battle could bring distress to those in the house. Mm-hmm. If it's secondhand, that's even better because you'll be bringing in all that pre-owned energy with it. Far out. I love this. I I. Uh- Painting of a shipwreck, though, like that—that's the epitome of art, <laughs> right? Like, do you have a painting sea. of I a don't. shipwreck? Okay. I don't. I should get one for multiple reasons. <laughs> but I'm someone. Nothing in this advice so far is bad, except for the broom on the couch. The broom on the couch <laughs> and birds in your house. I guess I don't want birds in the house. Yeah. But everything else, I'm so on board with. Yeah. Well, I guess you want really bad luck. Then I don't know. Maybe you've got some angry spirits around you i don't know (laughs) yeah the more secondhand stuff you have the more likely it is to bring some energies with it apparently so step six Mm -hmm. paint all of your walls green (laughs) (laughs) all right now too bad if you're renting (laughs) jumping off again i don't like that (laughs) this one has a bit of a history to it in the old days green paint used to contain arsenic it used to produce a poisonous gas, which would literally kill people. So these days, green paint doesn't contain. Yeah, I know arsenic. about that. They used to have these very. There was this one company that very famously produced like the majority of, mm. of this green wallpaper. Mm. It was a very vibrant, lovely green color, but yeah, you know, poisonous. Unfortunately, Paris green. I think that's what it was yeah, called. That was the one. Yeah. These days, obviously, there's no like toxins in green paint, yeah. but it's still considered unlucky because of how many people died, I suppose. It's just a superstition. Well, it's also not a very nice colour. Like if you had a feature wall and if people are going into feature walls, yeah, theoretically, but mm. the whole house painted internally green is, I couldn't imagine living in that. I mean, speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, there's actually, and we should do an episode on this, there's this whole idea that like mm. colours produce different emotions mm. and responses from people and so there has been a lot of research into yeah what colors you should paint certain things oh that's cool yeah we should uh check back in on that all right we'll check in on that but yeah just because the paint's not toxic doesn't mean you can't create a toxic atmosphere for your guests you are on fire with these slogans today (laughs) there we go all right well this is like a 10 step baby (laughs) yeah yeah, we're fucking racing all right step seven get a rocking chair 
again. Yes. Second yes. hand, even Amazing. better. Oh, yes. Irish legends say that an empty rocking chair invites evil spirits into your house. So if it's rocking on its own, you've done your job. And they do. Like that is, that's a staple of horror, isn't it? The rocking yep. chair or the rocking yep. horse. Yeah. Any piece of furniture that rocks. Yeah. That seems ripe for sort of mm-hmm. shenanigans. Yeah. So tick for you. you do you own a rocking ho- uh, chair or horse? I don't own a rocking hair. Hair, chair or horse. <laughs> <laughs> I should. Once again, these things tend to be pretty pricey. That's true. But just, worth it to get rid of guests. That's true. You'll just have to make a hating guests budget. <laughs> all right. Step eight. Put out all of your broken crockery and homewares. Okay. So broken and chipped items attract melancholy, sadness, and negativity in the house significantly. I like doubling these things up. I'll give you a two in one, right? Thank you. Two for one. Yeah. Um, put all of that crap in your entryway. The more cluttered the entryway so is, just the worse it is for the house. the entryway with broken ceramic and <laughs> yeah. glass. Yes. <laughs> crunch, I mean, crunch as they walk in. That will definitely produce a sort of unwelcoming vibe. Absolutely. No doubt yeah. it's there. Okay, but also like, <laughs> I get chipped and broken dishware will create a feeling of melancholy. But is that just because you're, like, aware you're in someone's house who is not, like, particularly wealthy? (laughs) (laughs) Like, all of my – like, everything's chipped and broken because we're young and living in, like, the year 2020 when no one has any money. Like, of course (laughs) things are chipped. It's not unwelcoming. It's just economics. (laughs) (laughs) But that's the superstition. I mean, that maybe could also this, be maybe this this superstition was written by wealthy people, yeah, who were like going into the poorer people's houses and are yeah. like, hmm, like chipped crockery. <laughs> this is a very bad. unpleasant vibe. <laughs> These poor people are getting like proverbial bad vibes on my smoking jackets. I see they're poor because they've had bad luck from yeah, their broken crockery. Exactly. <laughs> so I guess that leads us into. We are slamming through these. Love it. This kind of connects to step nine because you want to ask your guests to take off their shoes. So they're going to step in the broken crockery. Great. Perfect. It's going to be a good exit for them. And the bird shit on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Get them to put their shoes on the table. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And if they ask why, just go, hmm? Okay, um, wait, no, 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 no. We gotta. Okay, we're unpack gonna, this. We gotta act this out. I've invited you over to my home. Okay, <laughs> like. <laughs> oh hi! Welcome to my home. Please, it's a shoes off household. Yes, that is broken glass and bird shit on the floor. Do you have an issue with that? <laughs> Please come, come in. <laughs> I imagine there's a lot of blood and screaming at this point. What do I do with my shoes? Up, oh, up on the table, please. Sorry, did you say on the table? <laughs> <laughs> That's the scenario you're presenting. Yeah. Yeah, well, it, it would make me want to leave. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're already halfway. Th- Honestly, they probably want to leave. Actually, you have to go back over the broken glass yeah. to, <laughs> to leave. To leave. So, actually, this might make me want to stay, need to stay. <laughs> I don't know I'll have a choice. <laughs> That's true. You've trapped them now. Um, so, the shoes on the table yeah. was an old tradition that when a coal miner died, his shoes were placed on the table as a sign of respect. So doing this if you're not dead is seen as tempting fate and inviting death into your house. Oh, I actually like this one. I didn't know the history of that. 
That's yep. actually kind of nice. That's history. I can't remember which country. A lot of these are from different cultures and countries. Well, that's the thing with these like superstitions yeah. is that they're so prevalent and, and yeah. old. You can't can't track down their origin. Yeah, exactly. And none of them have foolproof sources for sure. So, uh, yeah, so their shoes are on the table. They okay. come into your house. They've got bleeding they're feet. They're bleeding and, and probably infected wounds <laughs> and, and they try to take a drink out of the cup and the water spills all down <laughs> them because the cup's got a crack in it. So now they're wet. And um, now they're blinded by the green paint. <laughs> blinded by the green paint. I asked them for a sick a seat in the rocking chair. They're rocking back and <laughs> they're nauseous. They look at the painting of a shipwreck. It makes them even now they're seasick. You know what I mean? And you know what? They can throw up because it's just going to blend right in with the walls. You know where they can throw up? Where? In the vase with the dead flowers. In the vase with the dead flowers. Flowers are already dead. Don't worry about it. Add some vomit in there. All right. So they still haven't left. Fuck. They're still at your house. Persistent. This is what you do. You want to give your enemy a gift. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so because the superstition is when someone who doesn't like you very much gives you a gift, it's more likely to attract negative energy. <laughs> On the gift. <laughs> so, and if they still don't leave, maybe like spit on it <laughs> for some for extra merit. And if that doesn't work, maybe give them the vase of vomity dried flowers and, and with the broom. <laughs> That's upside a gift. down. <laughs> okay. I mean, will these work in sort of turning away people from your house? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> I would say it's a pretty sure thing. Now, is that a result of the karma, good luck, bad luck, or Mm. is that just sort of human, (laughs) like, physical capabilities? (laughs) In this scenario? Ability ability to, like, withstand emotional trauma. In this scenario, you may as well have lined your floor with knives and, like, I hate you signs. (laughs) (laughs) Probably easier to have. But, you know, if someone's persisted that far, then yeah. maybe reconsider kicking them out. I know. That's a friend you need. That's a loyal person. I know. They say keep your friends close but your enemies closer, but, you know, keep people who are willing to walk through broken crockery for you really close. In your close. lounge room. <laughs> on the broom. It's <laughs> sitting on the broom because the broom's nowhere else to fucking sit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, so that's okay. That's all very well and good, mm-hmm. but the inverse of that, like mm-hmm. you should throw out any chipped crockery. Mm. You should always buy a new broom. Yeah. You should not paint your walls green. I mean, do you would you, would you believe that that would change your luck? It's funny you say that because actually, I realized looking through these lists, a lot of the things on there we actually have. So we have yeah, dead plants. We have like dried flowers. We have a lot of broken stuff because our house is a bit. Uh, has a bit of bad luck. So we've had a lot of broken stuff that's just lying around because I didn't have the heart to get rid of it. So I'm like, well, maybe it's actually, you know, I guess uh, superstitions aside, you know, it's kind of unsightly to look at dead plants. Well, that's what I think most yeah. of this stuff is. Yeah. Even when you don't take it to that extreme, is that it's just it's stuff that makes you feel a bit better because your, your plates are full and they're not broken and it shows that you've taken care of. Like plants are nice. People like looking at plants. Yeah. You know, I think most of this green's an ugly colour to paint your walls. I feel like most <laughs> of this stuff is common sense. Yeah. Not necessarily luck. I mean, but like, do you believe in luck? Like, um, okay, 
I mean, luck is real. Mm. Like you can get lucky or unlucky. Mm. Do you believe in like superstition and that you can change your luck actively? We talked about luck on our last episode, which was the near-death experiences of people who should be dead. Yes. Check out that episode. So in terms of superstitions, I do think they exist for a reason. Let's say the green paint is because a bunch of people died. So it's kind of like... Places where a lot of people have died, you tend not to want to stick around in for too long. It's it's like, you know, why do we not really want to move into a house that's had 10 people murdered in it, you know? like Yeah, I, I think it's a, probably a good way of looking at it in that hmm. superstitions, I would say probably almost all superstitions probably come from a place of historical. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's like we talked about this way back in the vampire episode. Mm. You know, vampires being afraid of garlic just sounds like yeah. some fantasy, like, nonsense. But when you get to it, there might have been real historical reasons that garlic was thought to have curing properties. Yes. Yeah. And so even though it sort of ends up through translation being this crazy superstition, maybe yeah. it had some sense to it initially. So, yeah, I'm, I think probably a lot of those old superstitions like mm. umbrellas and mirrors and ladders – yeah, maybe did have a grain of truth to them at some point. Yes, the mirrors one came up quite a lot, but we kind of all know that mirrors kind of have a weird. Well, then there's that whole other thing about mirrors about whether they're like, you know, like portals and. and yeah, and they can steal your soul, which is mildly terrifying. I mean, they can't. I was scared of mirrors as a kid. Because of that? You because of Bloody soul? Mary. Yeah. I mean, who wouldn't be who scared wouldn't of be? that? Bloody Mary was fucking terrifying. <laughs> that was the best. <laughs> now, best is that, party game. Is that and stuff like super, like superstitions, I guess, also goes into like folklore and it goes into, you know, those stories like Bloody Mary where it's like if you say her name three times, this yeah, is going to happen to you. Like yeah. if someone dies in the house, you're supposed to cover up all the mirrors. Like, yeah. All, and all these things, like superstitions and luck, they are so entwined in cultural yeah. practice and tradition. Yeah. I would argue there's no one on earth who doesn't practice a superstition. Mm. Yeah, like, it's true. And even if you don't believe in it, like I don't believe in superstitions or like the idea that mm. you can change your luck. I think luck is just chaos and random. Yeah. But at the same time, like I, I played D&D and if mm. someone else rolls my dice, I would. I'm not rolling. Like that's you fucked my like dice now. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. It doesn't make sense, but I feel it. Yeah. Like if I see someone reaching for my dice, I'm like, what the fuck are you? Like, no, no. Do you want my character to die? Like, and I not like I don't logically believe it. Yeah. But at the time, I would feel genuine emotional <laughs> distress. Yeah. Yeah. At right. Having that being broken, which doesn't make sense, but it's still there it does i think because i guess it's something that you own and it's something that you don't necessarily want to share with someone else and is that an actual superstition that someone else shouldn't roll your dice oh okay yeah yeah. i just thought you had a weird but then once again these are like (laughs) like you know these oh you know like you you roll it i'm these are all dnd superstitions which aren't particularly ancient or old but you know the idea that like if you roll a dice a bunch and it's it's a bad dice. It's rolling a lot of bad numbers, mm. even though it's not. It's a dice. It's random, assuming yeah. it's built properly. Mm. But <laughs> yeah. still, like you go, that's my bad dice. Yeah. And so you go, if I want to roll a low number, I will search through my dice bag and select that dice. Like even though I know it doesn't make sense, but I still do it. I still act on these superstitions. That's so funny, and yet you don't. Yeah, you don't believe. It's yeah, like why do we do all. things? 
if we don't believe in them. But I guess this is a good segue to, so we talked about the 10 steps to make yeah. your house the worst possible house it could be, have a no good, awful, bad, horrible house. Yeah. Perfect. So I did find some honourable mentions Ooh, yeah. of superstitions, so which were outrageous. If you kind of feel like amping it up to that next level. If you want to amp it up, and this is kind of, it can still be kind of counter for your daily life, I suppose, but mm-hmm. some of these do come from history. So, all right, first one, bad superstition, I suppose, is to wish someone a happy birthday before their birthday. And this comes from Germany. It's believed this will cause misfortune to befall everyone involved. So bad for you if you're at a party that's before the person's birthday. Too bad for you. So, yep, don't wish someone a happy birthday before their birthday. You've got to do it. You you can't get around that. People are busy. You know, you can't necessarily see someone on their birthday. Mm -hmm. See them before, you still got to wish them a happy birthday. I'm not bothered by that one. People, people have jobs. All right, tick. Um, <laughs> complimenting a baby. Wait, you're not supposed to. You're not a baby? supposed to. In Serbia, if you say a baby is cute or sweet, you risk dooming the baby to a lifetime of bad luck. <laughs> Saying it's ugly instead will keep it safe in the luck department. So in Serbia, there's essentially no way for parents to tell if someone actually thinks their baby is funny looking or if they're just trying to save it from misfortune. I love that so much because I I work with a place that has a lot of babies and some of them are ugly. Like, (laughs) this on the table, like, all babies are cute, yes, but some babies are ugly. Yeah. And you are the freedom if i had the freedom to mm-hmm. say like your baby is really ugly or like your baby looks like nicolas cage yeah like that <laughs> would just make my life so much better i'm on board with this yeah well you can just you know once you start giving uh, insults no, just like, tell yeah, them serbian. <laughs> it's a serbian tradition it's a serbian tradition we insult the babies yeah yep so just say they look ugly and you're saving the baby from uh, yeah, misfortune good really so apparently it's really bad luck to point at a rainbow what? Did you know that? Why? Um, it will incur it will incur the wrath of the gods. Ooh. As rainbows are considered celestial beings. So you don't want to point at it at a deity. Oh, because it's, like it's yeah, deity. You don't want to you don't want to point at a deity, it's rude. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um I I can get on board with that. You can get on board with that. All right, yeah. tick. This one's my favorite. You shouldn't ever carry bananas on a ship. <laughs> But, but how are we supposed to get the bananas from one place to <laughs> Not my problem. <laughs> In the 1700s, many ships that were lost or shipwrecked while traveling between Spain and the Caribbean happened to be carrying bananas at the time, so having one on board came to mean bad news. Oh, but what are we, we, we going to ship the bananas? Like, that's... Uh, get on the next ship. I don't know. <laughs> but bananas have to go on boats. They have to. They, I mean, I think we grow them here, but. But, okay, but the bananas in Queensland mm-hmm. are not getting here by land, right? Surely they're taking a boat. Why would they be taken by boat? Well, like, not to here, but other places. Like, we ship our bananas. Oh, right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We can't just stop the banana, like, empire. The banana trade because of a superstition. <laughs> because of a superstition. Bananas have to go on boats. But. It's interesting you say that because, yes, we wouldn't stop an entire empire trade from, you know, because of a superstition. Yeah. But then there's a bunch of, like, buildings around the world, office buildings that are missing a floor 13. That's true. Which is unbelievable to me. Where yeah. It went that far and people refuse sometimes to get houses that are, you know, number 13. Yeah, actually, that's a good point. It's like that's how far we've gone. People do, yeah, dictate quite 
a few big decisions on, on superstition. Yeah. Why do we think people do that? But then I guess, and also like culturally, some some superstitions are a lot more mm. impactful mm. than than other places. Yeah. So I guess I guess here in, in sort of Australia, I feel like the banana superstition is probably not going to be. Maybe somewhere else, it's it's they're less sort of exposed to bananas on the regular. Yeah. And it's easier to avoid putting bananas on boats. Yeah. So why not avoid it? Yeah. Whereas here it's a huge export. Yeah, we, we need bananas. I, I hope we export bananas. I'm assuming we do. I know we grow a lot of bananas. I assume they get exported. I could be wrong. I feel like you're having an existential crisis over bananas. I'm, I'm going to go home and buy some bananas. <laughs> get on a ship. Get out of here. <laughs> but what is your, I don't know, what is your verdict on why? Superstition? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think they are, of all of the supernatural sort of adjacent things that we cover, I feel like superstitions are so mundane and small that that I really don't have an – I'm not bothered by them. Like I mm. think it's – if you want to be superstitious, go for it. If you – like they can be fun, like yeah. the dice superstition that, that I do. Like I don't believe in it, but it's fun and it adds mm. an extra layer of, of sort of serendipity about yeah. the world a little bit. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't believe them, but I do still think there's a part of us that, like, acts on them, even yeah. if we don't believe in them, which I think is interesting. And which is kind of, I guess, the point of this podcast, right? To find that yeah. why do we sort of still do this stuff despite reasonably not believing it. Yeah. Scientifically, um, it has never been proven and, and yet people, people say it's act on it. Bullcrap. Um, so, yeah, I guess, I guess my verdict is superstitions are fun. Yeah. I don't believe them. I do still act on them. Don't ask me how that works. <laughs> I don't know. I think that comes back to you being a wanter believer. Yeah, which exactly. matches you really well. Yeah, I think for me, I think it, it. My verdict is it all comes back to that idea of faith, the sake of why we do things, mm-hmm. like you know, act on superstitions is do that we even subconsciously believe that this will bring us good luck, or we don't want to tempt fate. You know, because maybe once a bad thing happens, we're like, oh, it's because I did this. I put an umbrella inside out. Why is, why have I had such bad luck lately? Oh, it's probably because, like, we make those connections. I guess it's looking for something yeah. to, to we want blame, to, explain. to control. It's mm-hmm. just looking for control. Yeah. If you say, oh, well, this shit thing happened to me, maybe it happened because of this, therefore yeah. I can get control back over that bad situation yeah. by not doing it again. I guess maybe that's yeah. sort of. I feel like life is a harder pill to swallow if we believe it's just a series of random consequences. I think it does feel a bit easier if we're like, oh, well, this happens if I do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I think I gotta agree with you. Mm. So then I guess you're saying you don't believe in superstitions. Um hmm? <laughs> <laughs> why are my shoes on the table? Ha ha ha. This has been <laughs> the Hope Boat Pod. <laughs> I'm Emily. And I'm Erica. We will see you next time for another ridiculous episode. <laughs>
Hi, you've reached the end of the episode. Thank you so much for listening. And if you like what you've heard, it would be fantastic if you could rate us or leave a review. Or better yet, show us to some of your friends. Get the word out there about this spooky little podcast. If you want to know more about us or this episode, you can visit our website, thehokepokepod.com.au. We post updates, links, episodes, and any references we've mentioned, you'll be able to find them right there. We'd like to say a huge thank you to Giamo Timble for the amazing graphics and art that he's made for the podcast, as well as our undying appreciation to Robert P. Kelly, our marvellous and ever-patient editor. We love you, Rob. And finally, if you'd like to contact us, you can send us an email at hokepokepod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Feedback, episode suggestions, whatever takes your fancy, we will be there. Thank you so much for the support, and we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye.